Welcome to the SBK Betting Podcast, the Open Championship Special. The fourth and final major of the season takes place at Royal Liverpool and it starts this Thursday. My name is Tom Collins and I'm joined by golf punting aficionados, Brian Nicholson and the office guys, Adam Bayliss and Maros Diamandi. Brian, historically, where does the Open rank in your best punting majors and what is your number one trend or angle this week? I think um, the Open Championship is probably, the, is probably my favourite uh, event or major for betting on because you can win, um, you, know, you can back some of the bigger odds um, outsiders with who actually have a chance to come in, depending on the weather usually. But if you go back to um, the likes of Darren Clark when he won, I think it was at St. George's, he won, he was nearly 300 on the exchange and you know that was a lot down to the windy conditions and some of the guys just perform much better on the links and all that kind of thing. And I was saying like last week, I thought when I did uh, previews for the Scottish, I thought that the two the two events were played kind of similarly and whoever was kind of challenging last week will be up there again this this week in similar weather conditions too. And so basically I'm just going for all this kind of homegrown guys and, you know, the better links and win kind of players. Although there are some obviously good um, win players like Scheffler and that from America as well. But yeah, I'm sticking with the home guys this week and the guys that were up and around the lead last week uh, in Scotland. Basically, that's my angle this week. Yeah, we'll get into the outright bets very shortly and we'll talk about a couple of the major players as well, including Rory McIlroy, so stick around for that. Office guys, any luck here previously in this competition? And also, what's your favourite angle or trend this week? Go on, Maris. Take uh, my favourite angle when it comes to the to the Open is the in-running. So weather-based, weather similar to what, what Brian said, but because you, get some, you can get some wild um, draw biases between Friday and Saturday, it's a great opportunity if you like in-play betting. So... I enjoy a bit of in-play. We'll have some outrights as well. But once it gets started on Friday, Saturday, particularly sort of Friday Friday night, you can set yourself up for whatever the weather forecast is going to be for Saturday, Sunday. You can have some good fun with it. Definitely. And Adam? I'm going to slightly go against Brian here. But for me, the, the sort of cream always rises to the top at the Open. And um, I'm a, I'm a value-seeking punter, so I'll be the first one to be looking for a three-figure price if it's there. But I think for the Open, you, you genuinely need to look for um, for players, you know, in the – Top ten, top twenty of the of the world golf rankings, and and the market's pretty, you know, the market finds these these guys pretty well. Yeah, a couple of angles there. Looking forward to the Open this week. Before we get into the preview, if you're betting on the Open market, you should you better do it with SBK because you can bet twenty pounds on the Open outright market and get two five pound free bets to use during the tournament. Don't miss out; it's a fantastic offer. So the betting for the 151st Open Championship with SBK is as follows at the time of recording on Monday morning. Rory McIlroy is your 7-1 favourite. Scottish Scheffler's in at 9-1. John Rahm is 16-1. Then you go to Cam Smith at 18-1. Victor Hovland and Brooks Kepka at 25s. Tommy Fleetwood at 28s and at 30-1 bar. Let's talk about the two players in single figures then. We'll start with Rory McIlroy, who won the Scottish Open uh, last week, which certainly hasn't helped his price for this tournament. It was his 24th PGA Tour victory, and now he looks to back up and record his second Open, Open Championship win after taking the major back in 2014. Where was it held in 2014? Royal Liverpool, and they're back there this week. Marios, can he justify favouritism? Oh, absolutely. Um, very close at the US Open. He won yesterday. Um, at the Scottish, um, I think the conditions will be very, very similar, like Brian said before. Um, it's not going to be hard and fast. The wind may get up where he, he does tend to struggle. He struggled a little bit at the start of the round yesterday on the par threes in terms of his flight. But um, once he got going on the back nine, I think he was he showed some really, really good form. And, and some, of the, some of the shots that he hit 
um, down the stretch, 17 and 18, I think will give him huge confidence in terms of getting over the line. I mean, I mean, he's a very, very worthy favourite. I know Scheffler, we'll talk about him in a minute, has, has played some superb stuff, but I think he's a worthy favourite this time, this time round, Rory. Yeah, we're kind of used to seeing Rory in recent weeks and years have that one bad round which has put him off from winning. But in the Scottish Open, he was consistent throughout and he probably deserves favouritism. He's also got six top five finishes in this tournament in his career, more than in any of the four majors. Would you consider him as even an each-way play at a short price this week, Adam? No, he's unbackable at the price now. I mean, I agree with everything that Marios has said. You know, um, he probably should be part of everyone's staking plan, but... I don't know. It's a difficult one, isn't it? I mean, if he hadn't won yesterday, would you would you be keener on him? I don't know. I just I, the fact that he sort of played through the weekends in what were pretty tough conditions kind of puts me off a, a bit. And actually, I should have mentioned this in the um, in the trends section, but I've got a pretty wild angle for you here, Go on. and this is courtesy of Golf Ramble on 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 Twitter. So after Cam Smith's win last year, we're now up to thirteen straight Open winners who have finished outside the top 25 in the previous year's Open. Really? So that does rule out the likes of McElroy and, and Scheffler, along with a host of others. So, you know, if you like your trends, there's an interesting one for you. <laughs> well, to be fair, it's a decent sample size. Was it 13 years? Yeah, 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 13 years. yeah. Decent sample size, but we'll see what happens this week. Yeah. Uh, and what about you, Brian? Where do you sit with Rory this week? Yeah, well, there for what Adam is saying, you're, you're going to have to go to the three-figure winners now, or three-figure prices. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just, with, yeah, with Rory... Um, He'd say himself he's not the best win player, so that was one of the things that was against him until, as, as Mario said there, when we were watching him yesterday, he's brilliant, and especially that shot into 18, and you know he's got that shot in his army now, we've seen that. So I don't think the win will put him off as much as it used to. When he won uh, minus 17 last time in uh, 2014, the conditions, they were meant to get up, to, uh, the win was meant to get up, it was meant to get kind of tough, but it didn't in the end. And it was similar when Woods won in 2006. So it was minus 17 and minus 18 were the two winning scorelines there. And just checking the early forecast now, it's kind of supposed to be moderate um, winds throughout and kind of wet and showery all throughout the week. So those conditions don't really put me off with regards to Rory. So um, I kind of do expect him to be there again. But as Adam said, you know, even if you're backing them as a, an each-way play to nothing, it's, it's not really much value in the long run, I don't think, there. But, um, again, he's definitely, he justifies favouritism. He's um, so he's runner-up at the US Open. Um, last year, he could have won the, I think he was leader of, after t- the third round, was he, at, uh, at St. Andrews. And then he probably would have been second, but I think he had to go for it at the end, and he dropped the shot or something, and Cam, Cam Young came in. And... Um, yeah, just being defending champion, uh, champion, and just seeing his performance on um, Sunday there, I think I definitely think he's the man to beat. Yeah, but like Adam said, not a great price. No, you can never write off Rory McIlroy, but there's little value there at seven to one. We should move on to now to Scotty Scheffler. Now here's a guy who cannot miss from tee to green. He consistently ranks within the top five in every tournament he plays. Yet he's struggling to get over the line and actually winning tournaments uh, of late. Are we looking at a real putter issue here for Scotty, Adam? We said it on the last sort of major podcast, with, you know, you can't win because the putter's ice cold. And I wouldn't say it's ice cold. It's slightly sort of heating up a, a, a bit. Um, but no, like he can't, he can't win this week, I don't think. The putter's still, still not there for me. And uh, The last time you said he couldn't win was in the US Open and he didn't win. He finished in the top 10, I think, but yeah. he didn't win. So you were right then. Are you going to be right here? Well, it was squeaky bum time on the Sunday that you were making. He was making a bit of a run. But yeah, I mean, I, I also didn't really like what I saw from him yesterday. He was he was getting frustrated in the wind. And, and you know, Brian said it, it's just a moderate breeze this week. But 
yeah, I, not for me. Brian, he's only ever played in two Open Championships in his career. Would that put you off? Well, not really, because he's uh, well accustomed to the Texas wins, which would be kind of very similar to, well, well even though the wins not, might not get up this week, but that kind of play. You know, he's a great ball striker. I'm just looking at the stats here. He's actually still number one in the ball striking stats. And again, he was he was third, wasn't he, um, just the other day. And as you said, yeah, he's finished in the top five now in his last seven events running. And... Um, no, I just can't really put, I wouldn't be able to put anybody off Scheffler either. The two of them are definitely way out ahead of the rest, I think, this week. So, yeah. Yeah, they're very solid. And uh, Marios, final word to you on, on Scotty. Is he a play or is he a nay? I believe he's a play. He's one of my selections. Um, and the, re- the the main reason is just off the green, um, off the off the tee. Tee to green, repetitive. There's a lot of out of bounds on this track. Um, and he does hit it. He, you know, he's ranked quite highly. And then the greens allegedly are quite flat. Um, at Hoy Lake, so whether that helps him with the putter, it's not atrocious. But I, I, I agree with Adam that that the putter is is a huge sinker for him, right? But if he does get it right, um, he's hitting it so close, he's hitting it so well that he's going to give himself chances. I, I think in terms of a value bet, in terms of an each way bet, um, I'd probably take him over um, Rory because yeah. I think he's slightly bigger. And yeah, you're getting two two points bigger, nine to one for Scotty Scheffler. I'll just, I'll just pop in there actually on the putting for Scheffler. I think when he came on when he came on tour, he was his putting stats weren't great, and then when he went through his purple patch, they were brilliant, and then they kind of subsided again. But what happened? What tends to happen on link screens, and especially if they're going to be it's going to be raining and it's going to be um, softening them up a bit, like um, it, sent, it tends to negate the strong putter's advantages. Kind of like Marius was saying there, so putting isn't as actually important. You're going to get real slow greens probably this this week, and that will definitely suit uh, Scheffler as well. I think so. Yeah, that's another reason to kind of think he might go well again. Yeah. Okay, so that's the top two in the market covered. Not too many fans for Rory. Uh, a bit more positive uh, reaction there for Scotty Scheffler this week. Let's see who, who else this team is a fan of in the market. We're on to the best outright bet section of this podcast. Marius, you just went last on Scotty, so now you can go first with your complete selections. And we know that Scotty's number one. Scotty is number one, um, purely because of the consistency. Um, and your your point around, you know, he's only played two. I think he's a different player now. I think he's a completely different player now. His, his year-to-date stats are, are, are amazing. I cannot see him not contending. Um, and I think, you know, he's he's got a strong caddy on. He's been here. He's played. I think the Scottish Open run would have done him some good as well. Um, so whilst he might have struggled a little bit in the wind, I think the conditions and the way the course is going to be set up. You know, the cream rises to the top. And Rory Scheffler, I can see a duel. Um, although I think we'll come on to Ram as well, I think in a little bit, in a little while. But I, I think Scheffler's going to be there. I I, I I can't see him outside the top five, to be honest. And I think he's a good shout for a win. So, yeah, for all the points that we've covered, I think he's a he's a he's a sound bet for me. Nine to one, Scotty Scheffler. Where else are you going for your bigger price plays this week? My my bigger price, and I'm very very strong, is is Ricky Fowler. So he's got a very strong um, open pedigree. He's recently just won. Um, he's back with Butch. Um, he's been in the country a while. Um, I know he didn't play last week, but he's been in the country a while practicing. Um, and I'm very, very strong on Ricky. Um, straight hitter, lots of experience. He's got some top fives, top tens at, at the Opens at different venues. Um, and I believe he was second last time they played at Hoylake as well. So I think that's the one that, that Rory won as well. So he's got pedigree around the track as well. And I think he's, his confidence is really high. And I think it may be in a confidence thing with, with Ricky. Um, the talent's there. 
Um, so if he's in the mix, maybe the US Open leading going into the, the fourth round might do him some good as well. So he might have learned some lessons from that. Um, but yeah, Ricky Fowler will be my, my second pick. 29 to 1 currently, Ricky Fowler. He's definitely in a purple patch of his career at the moment. Have you got any more for us this week? No, that's it. I've got some outsiders. We'll come on to those in a, in a, in a bit. But they're, they're two. Ricky and... I've, so I've gone Stars and Stripes. I've gone Ricky and, mm. and Scotty and my rags are also Stars and Stripes. So which is a bit against the grain for what Brian thinks is going to happen. But yeah, I think the Yanks will come strong here. Yeah, contrasting opinions of Brian going for the homegrown uh, talents, which we'll get to very shortly. But we'll go to you next, Adam. Um, do you have any agreement with Marios's two there? I, I mean, I desperately wanted to be with Ricky this week. And I agree with everything that Marios has said. It was just... It's purely a price thing for me. Like I, I kind of wanted probably 33s, 40 plus for Ricky. And the fact that, you know, I mean, 29, it, you know, I might get, might get tempted in if he, if he drifts a bit, I think in the, in the week. Um, so you've got to ask yourself, like, is he, act, is he going to win the open? Is Ricky Fowler going to win the open? I just don't, I just don't know. But like I say, if he drifts a bit in the market, I might have a few quid on anyway. The main selections, uh, I'm going back to the well with, with Victor Hovland. Um, he's gone slightly off the boil after winning the, the uh, Memorial earlier in the season. But he played some nice stuff in, in Scotland uh, last week. Um, I think he finished in T25 or something. Um, he's definitely got the power to put some distance between himself and the field. The, the, the back nine here is long, mm. long. So he'll it'll really suit him there. Uh, T4 and T12 in his last two open outings. So if you go on that rubbish stat that I've uh, put out earlier, <laughs> earlier on. He's got no chance. Um, but yeah, it's in second at this year's PGA. And actually, I really like that as an angle. The, the PGA Championship form at Oak Hill, generally PGA form of all the majors kind of transfers well to, to the Open. So so I like that. Um, and then as well as Hovland, I am going with John Rahm, which was something that sort of, I didn't really intend on it, but it kind of came around to it last night. Part of me quite likes this angle of people that didn't play in the Scottish, which obviously bodes well for the for the live the live guys. <clears throat> the weekend just looked really really tough to me. Those conditions were were windy and frustrating for people. And I don't know, maybe John Rahm, it's a bit of a stroke of genius swerving this. I mean, don't get me wrong; he's obviously gone massively off the boil um, from earlier in the season. But you know, I'm hoping that it'll drift in the market a bit as a as a result. And he's kind of, I know he's third in the betting. He's what, 14s now? 17 to 1. 17. So yeah, yeah. That's, big. yeah for, that's very, very big. For Ram, like, it's just a price I think you have to take. Um, T10 at the US Open showed that obviously the fire still does burn, you know, and I think that kind of stat has sort of flown under the radar a bit. You know, he's still, he's still there or thereabouts. T4 a few years ago at Royal St. George's. Um, and vitally, he wasn't in the top 25 last year, <laughs> right? So, uh, so he ticks that box. Yeah, I, I like John Ram. Um, and I've got a couple of bigger prices, but we can talk about them. Sure. We, let's touch more on John Rahm then. Let's get your opinion, Brian, and yours, Marios, because in the previous three um, editions of these Golf Major podcasts we've run this year, we've talked about the top three in great detail. This time around, we've talked about just Rory and Scotty because they're the only two in single figures, and John Rahm is kind of moving towards that second echelon in the market. 17 to 1 seems a big price. Brian, what do you reckon about John Rahm this week? Well, yeah, I didn't actually realise he was he drifted that far, but yeah, that's a great price for him. I've seen him actually destroy some of the links courses in more benign conditions over here. Actually, the Irish Open, and he's a very strong links player. Um, he's he's decent in the wind as well, so uh, even if it's windy, uh, he could do well there. Like so, um, he, just looking at the more stats here again, he's still he's still fourth in ball striking, so he's still right up there playing well and. I kind of like that too. Adam said um, Cameron Smith was there practicing last week as well at High Lake, and Adam Scott 
he's another one I might mention later on. He missed the cut, but he actually shot, shot 67 in the second round and then moved on. You know, he wasn't there for the weekend, so he moved on straight to High Lake. So some of these guys could get a big advantage by having a few more days practice round up there. You know what I mean? So, yeah, and obviously you can never you can never um, write John Ram off. And actually, I think I might have him in a few kind of multiple bets. So he won the Masters if he wins this. I kind of I don't even know what account they're in, but it could be good for me anyway. So personally, so we'd be cheering him on. <laughs> Yeah, it's always good to have those, uh, those outpost yeah. uh, and post bets uh, running throughout the majors of uh, this season. What's your opinion, John Well, Right, I think it's a price thing. Yeah, it has I to mean, be. It's, it I mean, like pricing. you said, we've spoken about him for three other majors and he's yeah. been around 10, 11 to 1 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I don't realise he's gone to 16s or whatever it is, 17s. I think that's huge. The thing with, with this place, if he drives it well and if he does what Tiger did and he chooses hybrids and, and irons and, and stuff off the off the tee. His iron game is that good where mm. he'll be a he could be a major threat. The driver worries me a little bit because there's a lot about bounds on this track. Um but if he if he takes like lower clubs off the off the tee then he could control his ball off the tee, find the fairway and then the irons will do the rest. I think he's he's a decent he's a decent bet. Yeah, he's probably good value at around seventeen to one right now. Talking about value, Brian, it's your turn uh, your time to produce your outright bets for this week, please. I just I just pick up on that a bit again actually that um or what I was gonna say, yeah. We I think I mentioned before in a few of the other podcasts that sometimes, you know, it can just whoever turns up on the week is just, you know, random nearly. So sometimes you can be best just going with the big names that actually have drifted in the market. So that's just a good strategy in itself. You're gonna get the value on Ram there and that and the likes of them, like you know what I mean? So um but let's see first my first pick is actually someone Adam is being keen on. I think it was at the Masters. You were keen on Tommy Fleetwood, wasn't it? So yeah, he's flying into form now. It's just I run, you know, the models this week is kind of like the course fit model. There's a lot of subjectivity in that because I don't really know too much about um or I don't have too much data there with uh, Royal Liverpool. But um, I put him into what I think are the key metrics and whatever, and he's got like eight point eight seven. So that means. He's kind of expected to gain around four shots on a, what would be a neutral course for him over the course of the tournament. And um, if you just look at his recent kind of figures, fifth at Wells Fargo, second in the Canadian Open, fifth at the US Open, and then T6 there at Renaissance last week. But he, he was in with a better chance of, that, of winning last week, you know what I mean? So uh, I've run the numbers in the progressive four models, and he's 9.53. So he's actually one of the very very much informed players at the minute. Obviously, he grew up near Royal Liverpool. He knows the course well. Um, he's one of the best win players and links players in the game. Just some stats, seventh in strokes gained to the green. Seven strokes gained around the green, and actually that's something. Some of the changes this year at the course, they've put in a few more catchment areas and made the, you know some of the runoffs much steeper. So scrambling and around the green is going to be actually, and especially if the wind does get up, it's going to be much more important than it was in the last two um, renewals there at High Lake. So he's nineteenth in scrambling, yeah, and twenty sixth in approach, and um, yeah, I just think just. He's generally progressing into the top form, so I I, I think he's you. And obviously, Lowry pipped him in, in Royal Port Rush there, and I don't know. I think I just think Tommy Feet will just die into an open, and I think that could be if he's going to win a major, <clears throat> that's the one he's going to win, and I could definitely see it happening this week. So I'm not sure what price he is on SBK there. Twenty-seven to one. Twenty-seven. Yeah, it seems fair enough, I suppose. Maybe like Adam would like it a bit bigger, but. 
um, I could definitely see him up there again. So, and uh, I think every time I, I tend to back the likes of Tommy Fleetwood, I back uh, Tyrrell Hatton. <laughs> I just see two, two of them as like the same kind of player, except one a little more volatile than the other, you might say. But again, Hatton, 15th in the PGA, 27th in the US Open. He has four top sixes in his last seven events. I think he led on Sunday. I think he was out early on Sunday for me. He, he was a few shots behind and he actually got to the lead, joint lead at one stage. So um, he's, he'll tell you himself, he's, he absolutely loves Lynx golf. Uh, I ran the numbers in the progressive form model as well. He's 9.8. So he's, again, one of the real form players at the moment. 19th in scrambling, 14 strokes gained approach, 19th tee to green, 17 total driving. And he's a 9.0 out of 10 and the course fit meter. So, yeah, he loves he loves grinding, he loves bad weather. Um, I, I, I see Tommy and Tyrrell. It uh, wouldn't surprise me at all to see them right up there, yeah. And then the third kind of shorter price pick, you might say, is, again, unsurprisingly, you might say uh, Shane Lowry. So he was there again last week after three rounds. He, he shot 73 on, on Sunday and went back a bit, but he shot 64 and 65 on Friday and Saturday. He's um, In his last, last six events, he's five top 20s. Um, I think he was actually top 10 here in 2014 as well. The course fit numbers give him 9.16 out of 10. Um, I just, everything is again 8.87 progressive form, um, ninth in total driving and 13th in strokes grand approach, which actually surprised me a bit. If you look at the scrambling and around the green numbers on the PGA Tour this year, they're not great, but we know that he's one of the best shot makers in the game around the greens. So I think those three, those three guys are, if one of them is not, right up there on Sunday I'd be very surprised anyway so they're my three main kind of picks and like the lads I get into a few outsiders now after there in a little bit Tommy Fleetwood's currently 27 to 1 Tyrrell Hatton is 29 to 1 and Shane Lowry is 37 to 1 obviously some slightly strange prices there but that's what you get with SBK you get that extra value other than the standard 33s and you know the prices you get every day with a normal sports book um you've all teased us there with not producing your big price selections, I feel like now is the time to go into those. Um, just one extra selection from you, Brian, right? Uh, well, no, I've got a few on the short list, but uh, I'll just give you one if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I've actually, I've stuck, I've stuck with Robert McIntyre actually this year because uh, as, in the, in the, as far as progressive form goes, he's right at the top now. He's 10.0, can't get any better. He was fourth in Himmerland, which is a kind of Lynx course as well. It plays very Lynxy. I mean, a lot to, to, to get the touch around the greens or whatever you need that there. Then he progressed on to obviously very close. He should have won. He should have won last week. I don't know how Rory McIlroy pulled out that finish, but you know what I mean? He should have won. So, but um, he says himself he's playing his best golf in over a year. Um, he's a brilliant Lynx player. He's, he's always shown his ability in the wind. Um, he's 19th at stroke average on the European Tour and 8.73 for course fit as well. So, yeah, I just think he's another good one and he's going to continue his form this week. Yeah, big Bob uh, McIntyre. If you checked out uh, Brian's column on betting.getsbk.com, you'd have seen that Brian put uh, Robert McIntyre up for the Scottish Open at 110 to win and 7.8 to finish in the top 10. Finished, unfortunately, second, but nice bit of profit on the week there, Brian. Um, Rory. Adam, Rory. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, where are your uh, 
outside darts going? Yeah, uh, I've got a couple for you, TC. Um, <coughs> first off is, is Brian Harmon, um, who's just in tremendous form. Um, I really liked how he played in, in Scotland last week. He's obviously got a lot of experience playing in the, the Texas Wind um, T6 at last year's Open, which we now know means he's got no chance. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, just like the way he's playing, playing the game. And um, yeah, he come, comes here in great form. Another one for you is, is Sepp Stracker. Um, put in just the most unbelievable round mm. the John Deere um, Sunday hasn't played played since but I was I was looking back in the T7 at the at the PGA it's a price thing I think you're getting kind of 300s plus for him and, and at that point I think you you just have to be interested in, in a guy who's won on tour this year and he's got a bit of pedigree in, in majors um, and there's one other who I know we didn't talk about beforehand but again winner on tour so far this year Keegan Bradley he was T20 when, when um, the Open was played here um, in 2014, I just feel like he's probably probably one to keep on side again at a big price. Yeah, Brian Harmon's 150 right now. Seb Stracker, who's very streaky, he can be excellent or he can be pretty average. He's 300s. And because you didn't tell me about Keegan Bradley before the pod, I don't have a price. Uh, but he's definitely three figures. Um, where are you going with your darts, Mario? Okay. Um, well, I'm continuing with the, the US team. Um, and I'm going with some form. I'm going with Denny McCarthy. Yeah. Um, I know he hasn't won, he hasn't got over the line, but he hits it very, very straight. We know he can put the lights out, which may or may not matter too much here. But in terms of current form and, and what he's and what he's doing over the last sort of three, four months, I think he's very, very close. And at the price, I think he's a, he, he's a good value. Uh, I think he's certainly place whether he can win or not. I'm not quite, not quite sure. Um, big negative against him is that he's not played an open before, so. Um, that is a big negative. But however, I think he's, he's playing well enough and he's got the game to at least give himself a chance. And the other one, my second one is, again, is, um, I had to raise my eyebrows a little bit looking at the price, is Bryson, um, Bryson DeChambeau. He came eighth last year. I think he came 33rd the year before. So he's not too shabby on the links. Um, he's played very well in the majors this year and, and the cream rising to the top is, is, is a factor. Um, he knows how to get the job done. And, and you know, I think he'll figure, figure his way around this track. He would have thought about it. He'll figure his way around. And I think a lot of, I think in terms of the price, I think is this notion that he doesn't know how to play or some of the American players don't know how to play the Lynx golf. But when they've turned up, particularly the Live Boys this year, I think they've shown up, particularly the US PGA and um, the US Open, which play tough. Um, I think the, the quality has shone through and they've, they've all played really, really well. So um, I think DeChambeau, uh, um, a big, big price is, is good. Good value. Yeah, 85 to 1, Bryson DeChambeau. Denny McCarthy's 150. And just to go back on Adam's selection, Keegan Bradley, I think he's 125 to 1 right now. So some big darts at huge prices there if you wanted to go towards the outsiders rather than the, the second tier that we were covering earlier on. But lots of selections this week. Um, hopefully we picked the winner because it didn't really work out in the US Open. Albeit Adam said Scotty Scheffler couldn't win and he didn't. And also Brian had Tom Kim to finish in the top 10 and he did. Um, if you're a regular watcher, uh, of these golf major podcasts, you'll know that golf bet builders are now a function uh, on SBK. It would be foolish not to put one up, um, given that's the case. So, Adam, you can go first. What's your golf bet builder for the Open? Yeah, I think I'll do what I did last time, TC, with with a couple of players to finish in the in the top twenty. Um, Justin Rose is someone we haven't spoken about. Another name to throw in, but just to pick up on a point that, that Brian made, you know, he's a guy, but like Adam Scott, who missed the cut, um, but his form prior to that, uh, sorry, missed the cut the Scottish Open. Um, his form prior to that is, is excellent. It went really well at the British Masters. Um, obviously knows the track, experienced guy. You know, I'd struggle to see him out of the out of the, the top twenty. And I'll throw in the likes of Holland and Ram with him for a treble. Nice little bet builder there for your your place money. Um, Brian, where are you going for this feature, please? 
Yeah, it's, I'd go along with Adam and say we just want to put a few outsiders maybe into the top 20. Um, I already kind of mentioned Adam Scott there. He actually, Adam Scott was actually um, T8 and T5 in the last two editions here. So I think he's one of eight in the field that's going to be playing his third time at High Lake. Um, Harrington is another one, and he's actually another one I'm going to put up for the top 20. So um, just looking again at Scott for a second, he's a three recent top 10s, and I said he, he shot 67 in the second round last week and then headed on to High Lake after missing the cut. So that's some kind of sneaky hidden form, you might say, in there. Um, Harrington, we all know his kind of pedigree around the links, especially in, if it's going to be wet, he likes that kind of stuff, a little bit of wind. He's a two-time winner of the Open, obviously, and um, I guess it's his third time at High Lake. He, he says he's playing some of the best stuff he's played, and he was up there after two rounds as well um, in the Scottish, and he's playing really well on the, on the seniors tour as well. So, And then the last guy I might show into that or as an outsider is actually Matthew Jordan, who's a member of uh, Royal Liverpool, and he qualified. I was just looking at some... Um, he's a really strong links player, like, by the way. He had a bad round on Sunday, but he had three rounds of 69 before that. Um, I just put in his form into the model there, 8.94 in, in the progressive form. So he's another guy that's really coming into form just before this. And um, I don't know. I didn't see what happened to him to shoot that 80 yesterday, but it can just be an anomaly sometimes, you know what I mean? So... Um, he shot. Or he's loads of top twenty-five, top twenty stroke twenty-fives in his last few appearance or last handful of appearances or whatever. And he's thirty-first in GIR and Queens and Regulation on the European Tour this season. Another one is um, we didn't mention the pop bunkers yet. He's fifteenth in sand saves. So the biggest defense of this course is actually the pop bunkers, both on the fairways and around the greens. Um, I said the catchment areas, but they also run off into the pop bunkers, and um, that's the reason Woodsy only used one driver when he won because he wanted to, he said he didn't mind if he was 50 yards behind the other guys, he just wanted to stay out with the pop bunkers in the fairway. And um, another thing is, uh, Marius mentioned the flat greens. Some some of these things, courses, you can play them sort of more American style through the air. Royal, Royal St. George's is one of them. If it's if it's more benign, like uh, I think Colin Marikawa showed us how to do that, and you can just kind of try to take out the pins when they're on the more, you know, the flatter parts of the greens. So that would be one for the Americans as well, if you wanted to add a few like Keegan Bradley in there to the to the top 20s. But yeah, I like those guys. Just they be all real big prices. And if you can co combine them for top 20 in the bet builder, yeah, I wouldn't put you off that at all, yeah. Perfect. Thank you very much, Brian. The words pot bunkers give me shivers down my spine. Uh, I'd rather take a wedge off the tee than go in one of those. Sam, um, Sam Burns as well after last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly that. Um, Marius, where are you going? Well, that's a lovely segue because um, <laughs> Sam Burns makes up part of my um, top 20 double. So I've gone Sam Burns and I've gone Dustin Johnson. Um, top 20 pays around uh, 7 to 1, I think, in terms of odds. Um, Sam Burns has played twice in... in um, the Opens, and he's made the cut both times. I think he's a better player now. He's a bit hit and miss, um, but I think he, he could go well, certainly get into that top 20. And Dustin Johnson's record at the Open is, is phenomenal. Um, I think he's got seven top 20s. His career has played it 13 times, and he's got a really good, really good strike rate around um, links courses. So Dustin Johnson and Sam Burns for me. Um, both in the top 20. You're very much Stars and Stripes this week, I aren't am. you? All my selection is Stars and Stripes. Wow, we've got a, an American supporter over here and Brian at home supporting the uh, the homegrown talents. And I'm with a bit of mix and match, I'd say. A bit of Scandinavian and Spanish in there for <laughs> Chuck you. Chuck it all in there. Oh, yeah. um, excellent stuff. Thank you all very much for your plays this week. If you guys at home really fancy someone for the Open, 
please whack it down below in the comments. We would love to hear uh, who you think is going to win. Also, if you enjoyed this, please whack the like button and subscribe so you don't miss out on all of our future content, including golf podcasts, horse racing podcasts, and ambassadorial pieces. Talking of important, a reminder of SBK's offer, bet £20 on the open outright market. You will get two £5 free bets to use during the tournament. Can Rory McIlroy win at Royal Liverpool? The traders seem to think so. We're not so sure. Goodbye.